As I have gotten older, I have realized that I enjoy listening more so than talking. I've also come to appreciate paying attention more than being active. Um, I do not have the recipe for how I got here, but I know over these years, I have worked on myself on a personal level to make sure that I accomplish one thing and one thing only in my life, which is to find peace in spite of how chaotic my life is. And I also got to the point where I concluded that what hurt me the most in the past was the fact that I had desires that were based off of success and failures. And I was also married to those desires. And so sometimes I had the spiritual audacity to believe that I could fundamentally will my desires to where I want them. And when that didn't happen, the disappointments that came left me in a place that was more awful than anything else and the sadness and all that stuff. And a ton of people deal with this on a daily basis. And while I'm not a big fan of giving advices, I have you know, got myself in a spot where uh, some folks are going to trust my thought process and more so seek my opinion on something that they face personally. And I'm not a person who shies against the responsibility of that because that's why I do this podcast. And so today I'm going to insert myself into a thought process of somebody who wrote me a letter seeking my, my opinion on something that they're personally dealing with on the other side of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Forget Norms with Mr. Fashim. going on everybody welcome to another episode of our show um let me apologize there's two things i need to apologize last week i had a very important event um someone very dear to me had something going on that consumed a lot of my time my emotions and my energy and i just couldn't have the opportunity to come out and be with you guys and talk to you guys um I do apologize for not um, bringing in a weekly podcast as we have planned to do. Um, And this week, I'm a little bit under the weather. My allergies are going crazy. I think the filters in the studio needs to be changed. Um, I'm going to push through and try to get it done. I have a letter from someone who is pretty anonymous, um, but it's something that they're connected with. I am in no way, shape, or form licensed even from an ordinary standpoint to give advices. Uh, just because, like I said in, in, in the intro, I think everybody has the answers to their problems. Sometimes they just don't either want to admit to it or they are afraid that whatever thought process that they have in their head is good enough for them to act on. And so they turn to, to somebody else and seek the advice. Uh, while I do not necessarily subscribe to that at this stage of my life, I respect the trust. So the letter goes dear mr fashino first of all let me confess of how much i love the name mr fashino i couldn't figure out where its regions are but it sounds european and i'm thinking italy 
Anyways, you have an amazing show and an even amazing voice. And thanks to most of the things you've said on your show, I've been able to make light of my life, especially during this pandemic period. A friend of mine introduced me to your book and subsequently to your show. I was hesitant to give it a go as it seems these days everyone claims to be an advice giver or teach others how to live a great life with a podcaster, their name. But thank God I gave your show a go because I'm realizing just how good you break things down. Although I have to admit I do not side with everything you say, especially when you talk of the Bible as a history book. But that's for another letter or debate if I ever get the opportunity to meet you. I'm curious as to why you have not dedicated any of your episodes to relationships of ma- or marriage or dating. I hear you talk a lot about your daughter and your wife, but you've never shared your views against the norms of relationship. Being that I'm in a place of my life now that I struggle to accept my new normal, I figured I'd ask for your opinion. I'm a young biracial lady who is living in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, PA, well, at least she gave us where she's from, with one of my parents, my mother. I just recently moved in with them. My husband filed for divorce after 11 years of marriage and three kids because he felt we weren't compatible anymore. At 21, we had decided to become our own individuals. We had planned to get married and started a family together against the disapproval of both our families. So in order to sustain a family, we decided that he joined the army. He wanted to have children or at least a child so bad that I decided to get pregnant for him before he left for basic training. Almost nine years later, and after giving him three kids, he asked for a divorce because he says that I wasn't what he met at 18, let alone got married to three years later. In his exact words, he became a different person. Because of my keys, I wasn't able to finish college. Quite honestly, he was so jealous of me being around other people, though he never said it verbally, that I decided with his agreement to just become a housewife and let him be the man of the family. Today, at 32, I'm struggling to define self-love and seem to struggle every day with a past that does nothing but haunt me. I don't know how to recover from it. I am secretly beginning to hate my kids and I am certain that men are becoming a real phobia. I cry more than I laugh. I am not sure which norms to follow presently. My white family is amusing. That's all I can hear is I told you so. My mother who is full white with blonde hair blue eyes can't help but to remind me of her scars. As my dad had also walked away from her. In her eyes, had I listened to her, things would be different. While I think otherwise from what she says, there's a part of me that feels like she's right. But where did I go wrong? How do I fix this? And is this really the price to pay for being in love? Is this the norm that we must accept? Or do I have a problem for being so stupid to think that he was always going to be here? I am in tremendous pain and quite frankly, life has become very tasteless. How do I heal if you can help? sincerely blank okay um well pretty loaded i i see and and for the record guys i'm not reading the letter for the first time you guys might have heard it for the first time i read the letter i um but the more i read it the more i i get to 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 be fascinated about it let let me first of all say this i i appreciate the trust that you think that anything that I say might be of use to to your chaos that you face right now. I I thank you for that, and I thank you for the name. No, it's not. 
it, it, it sounds European. I have to ask. To be honest with you guys, this name, I'm not really sure. I think it's, it's Italian. I actually borrowed it from my wife because um, she had it first and I thought it was cool. I may not necessarily have the exact origin of the name. So Mr. Fashino stemmed from Mrs. Fashino and then I automatically became Mr. Fashino. Um, but anyways, thank you for the compliments of the show. Thank you for the compliments of the voice. Um, and thank you to your friend who introduced you to the book. And thank you for giving it a go. But you are loaded with a lot of things on here. And I'm going to try to break a few things down. The first things first, I'm not a cookie cutter guy. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to tell you anything just to make you feel good. But also what I'm also gathering is that Every fact that you've presented, it's not deep enough for me to actually make realistic assessment of what's going on. Um, so I'll try to m my best to, to, to pick apart some of the things and, and see what I can make of it based on the circumstance of the information that I have. Did you make a mistake to, you know, pause your life for somebody else to, 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 to further your family? My sincere answer would be no. Why is it no? Because whenever we are dating somebody, at that time, we're basing our emotions on the fact that whatever they bring to the table is as genuine as possible. And because neither any of us is God, that decision that you make, it's a hit or miss. So if it hits, then good. Are you a genius? No. If it doesn't hit, are you stupid? No, the answer should equally be no. But because we're so caught up with, you know, happiness and sadness, success and failures, whenever we, you know, immerse ourselves into a decision-making time, we always pitch ourselves between being successful and failing. And because also we live in a norm of where success should bring happiness and failure should bring sadness, now, had you been with this guy up until today, would you have become a genius? Would you have been the one who made the best decision in life? My answer is no. It, it, whenever we deal with somebody else who has to also make decisions for themselves, we should always be expecting any and everything that comes from them. And that, that expectation should not even be something you rely strongly on because what might end up happening is that you start to make decisions based on that expectations. If you expect them to be there for you, then you go in and give you a total autumn. If you don't expect them to be there for you and then you give half of them, then the question becomes, but who are you? Are you a half giver or are you a full giver? If you're a half giver, then you bring your half to the plate, regardless of whether the person wants to bring full or bring half. That's what you can bring to the table, half. If you're a fool giver, they can bring nothing, you still bring fool. At all point, you'll be your true self. And I think a lot of times in relationships, what ends up hurting us the most is the fact that we do things based on the expectations of the reciprocity of the other person. And so when it's not reciprocal, we get disappointed. At that point, it's like all the things that I did for you. And my question I was, were you doing them to them? Were you doing those things because you expected them to do it back to you? Did you ever find out whether it was his nature or her nature to give gifts? Because that plays a factor in how you behave. Well, if that plays a factor in how you behave, are you your true self? 
And if you're not your true self, why do you expect somebody to be the true selves with you? Somebody might say it sounds easy for you to say that, but I'm saying with practice, you become best at who you are. Is it something for you to be painful about the fact that you gave up everything about you for this guy? No. Does it feel sad? Yes, it does. I'm not I'm not discrediting that 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 human aspect of of our of our ridiculous minds. But should it feel sad, I'm saying yes, but controllable. It's a human feeling for you to feel that way. But then it's also it should be human also for you to realize that it, you didn't do anything wrong. You did what you were supposed to do at that point. You guys were young. You're building relationships together. Somebody had to make the sacrifice, and you're the sacrificial type. Unfortunately, in this case, the other person was not willing to appreciate the sacrifice. Does that also mean that another guy is not going to? I don't believe so. You're only going to find it as you continue to deal with men. I can't tell you yes, nor can I tell you no. So, as 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 young folks, when when we get into this whole thing called relationship, um, adults always try to tell us, you know, what's best for us to do. What that also does for us is that it pitches us against what the truth of our relationship sometimes could be. I'm not going to sit up here and say that maybe some of the things that your mom told you not to do happened or didn't happen, but I can I can certainly make an assumption that at some point there were considerations of this person from the sight of what your parent had told you about the experiences about men does that mean that you acted on them no so when 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 we are in in relationships when we are in relationships could be platonic could be just a friendship it could be anything of that sort we have to find a way to be authentic to ourselves, not necessarily to the relationship, because what makes the relationship authentic is how authentic you are. What makes the relationship authentic is how authentic your partner is. And if you can bring 50% of authenticity to the relationship, you give the relationship a glimpse of hope of surviving. We place too much emphasis on what other people do for us. We don't place emphasis on what we do for ourselves. And I've always said to my wife, I said, you're the luckiest woman on earth. Why? Because I'm very selfish. But my selfishness is to give. I find joy in giving. So at any point in our relationship, you're going to get me at my authentic self, which is to give to you. And so I, I don't know how much I can, I can pitch you against yourself, isolating you from your ex-husband to say, there is nothing that you did that you weren't supposed to do. What I also fear is that all of a sudden now you're going to have guards up, which also would means that you will never bring your authentic self to any relationship that you go through because you're afraid of the fact that somebody is going to put you in the same spot that you're in now that you despise so much. But who is it hurting? Yesterday really is the thing we have to leave where it is, which is yesterday. We appreciate today and we look forward to tomorrow. We get better at knowing what yesterday brought to us in relation to who our personalities really are. Did anything change from your ex-husband? Possibly. I don't know. He has his own side of the story to tell too. I can only make assumptions as to what could have provoked him to be who he is or make the changes that you saw to him. But even in those, in those, in those conversations, my guess is, is it's almost like, you know, you know, throwing things on the wall and hoping something sticks. I'm not a big fan of those things. So at 32 years old, I'm saying 
Are you old? Are you young? How do you feel? I can't tell you that you're too young. Life is full of, you have a full life ahead of you. I can't, I can't give you those cookie cutter things just to boost you up. I'm going to still refer, refer back to you and say, but who are you at 32? What do you think of yourself at 32? If you think you're old, then yes, you're old, which means you have to act a little bit quicker. If you think you're young, then you're young, which means you don't have to rush into nothing else. The only thing that I, I, I can point out, and this is me going a little bit unconventional of my thought process, is that I don't think you should develop the attitude of hating the kids because, you know, I'm not a trained psychologist to say this, but there's a slight possibility that hatred is coming from the feeling of betrayal or loss of the husband. Do the kids deserve that? I don't think so. But that is also a choice that you have to make. Your white family finds it amusing. It is amusing. It should be. Because why? They never wanted it in the first place. And so what do you expect them? It, it's, it's almost like saying they've been praying for this day to come. You got to understand when you look at life from success and failure, in your failure, it is somebody's success. It all depends on what their desire for you was. If they had desired that you don't amount to anything while you're struggling to amount to something and you find yourself being short of amounting to something, that is somebody else's success. So it is amusing to them that you don't amount to anything because why? They are in a celebratory mode. They're happy that what they had desired for you came true, even though it is against your desires. So when I start to analyze things from this perspective, I started to actually celebrate with them because I'm saying to myself, well, somebody's happy. And because I love happiness, I'm going to be happy that you're happy. Is it at my expense? Yes, but I'm happy that you're happy. But one thing I can almost tell myself is that nothing that they did caused my failure. So regardless of how much happy they are that I failed, and that I'm happy that they're happy that they're successful about their desires of me failing, it doesn't stop me from winning tomorrow because they cannot, literally cannot stop anything of my desires coming to success to me. And at that point, I'll be happy with winning because I'm all about success. So if I'm successful, I'm happy. If they're successful at my expense, I'm happy. Did you do anything wrong? I don't know. You know. He knows. So did you do anything wrong? I would say in a context of another person's judgment, possibly. In a context of life, no. So how do you fix this? Is this really the price to pay for being in love? Yes, it is. It is the price to pay for being in love. You have to accept that. It is the price to pay as long as you live on this earth. It is the price to pay. It's a chaotic place. It's a place where things are kind of dysfunctional sometimes. Um, but you have to make sense of them. And sometimes you have to laugh at the stupidity and the emphasis that we place on on things that have, you know, sacred meanings to them, but still being led by humans. So then there's nothing else you can do about that. Uh, that is something where you have to adjust to. And adjustment sometimes comes with time and times comes with healing. Everything, everything lies within your context of your interpretation of what's going on. If you make your interpretation to reflect the ways that you want to feel, that is how you feel. If you make your interpretations to reflect sadness, then you become sad. If you make your interpretations to reflect the place where you realize that I had one thing and one thing to do only, which was to make a decision based on the premises that was before me. 
I did not have the other premises. Even if I did from what my family had forewarned me to say this might not go well, they also had nothing that they could rely on to predict that future to be so. So had you been successful in your marriage, you also didn't have anything to be glorifying yourself about as if you made something happen. Life shouldn't become tasteless. Life should become more exciting because now you get to accept Test yourself in another opportunity that is going to present itself within you. Um, how do you heal? It's everything that I have said. But it's a choice. Same way you made a choice to go with something that everyone said walk away from and you made that choice and you went with it. It's the same way I think you'll make a choice today to say, this is what I want to do. So for anybody else listening who's going through if not the same thing, but similar uh, situations. Um, marriage is a beautiful thing, but sometimes it doesn't work out because when we were stubborn in the beginning to start with, we would almost find ourselves to deal with the stubbornness. And life sometimes gets has a way of telling you whether this person is for you or not. And sometimes we just don't listen. We go with our desires. And sometimes our desires fail us. Sometimes our desires work for us. But what shouldn't fail us is us. Because regardless of how much I desire something, a thing has to equally desire me back. If a thing doesn't desire me, the earth has to be willing to give it to me. Or God has to be willing to give it to me. So if God doesn't give it to me, I mean, what's the point at that point? So if you're facing the same thing I'm here to tell you, pick yourself up, dust yourself up, and let life become tasteful for you again. There's nothing you did wrong, in my opinion, if you want to believe that. If you want to believe that you did wrong, then... You know, while on your pain for a little bit and, and, and then find a way to find, you know, something to make you feel like you're not losing. Because when you feel like you did wrong, you start to feel like you're losing. You have to start winning for you to lose the taste of of of, of losing. And then, then at that point, you will see things from a brighter standpoint. So I hope I have, you know, provided some type of sincerity in my commitment to answer your, 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 um, your thought process. But in the meantime, I am praying that I didn't do much than to spark you to become you and believe in the thought process that's telling you about who you think you are at this of today and be that person and realize how much joy is going to be. Until then, take care of yourself, guys. Peace. For more information or to get in contact with our host, visit our website, www.forgetnorms.com.